So quickly we enter into the word of God. And as we enter into what God has got in store for us, we continue to look at the topic we have been dealing with, the mystery of faith. And I just want to continue to stir us up that as, a, as a body or as a people, whether corporately, as a church, or individually, our focus may continue to be with a desire that we may have our faith increased. We remember what the Lord has said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And how much more then, how precious our faith is, because it is this particular faith that enables us to have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, fellowship with the Father, that we are brought into the Father by way of this particular faith that the Lord Jesus Christ has so graciously granted unto us. And I therefore continue to urge us, you and I, together, let us continue to fan into flame. Let us continue to do all that is necessary to make our faith to be a blaze, to shine and to burn so brightly for the glory of his wonderful name. Always remembering what he said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? As I've told you before, that question always goes through my spirit over and over again. And it makes me marvel that Jesus makes that particular statement. Will he find faith on earth? It was a great concern of his heart. And I pray that we will not handle our faith so flippantly, or in such or carelessly, in such a way that that faith slips away. And as a result, when he says when he returns, he fails to find the faith, the one faith that he is looking for in you and in me. We looked last last week on the aspect as we continue to looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We looked at the aspect of him being the way, the truth, and the life. And I remember when we finished, while we finished without chorus of, or which we used to sing, saying that, you know, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus says. They says, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing, and without the life, there is no living. And hence, it calls or beholds us to find these particular three very crucial aspects of our stand or of our place or of our position in God. And all these particular three, we realize they are found in this one person, for he is the one whom we are supposed, he is the way. He is the truth, and he is the life. So when you find him, you have found all three. And he says, he comes to give unto us life, and life in abundance. And so today, I want us to take another step a bit further. As we look at that way, truth, and life, there is one aspect that is very crucial about the Lord Jesus Christ. For him to become a way for you and me, for him to become the life for you, for him to become the, the way, the truth, and the life for us, there is something that is very crucial. For you to find the way, 
you must be able to see where that way is. For you to find the truth, you must be able to find where that particular truth is. And for you to find life, you must be able to be in a place where you discover this is what life is. And where else can we find all this other than what the scripture tells us as we continue with the main backbone of this particular message that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He says, who for the glory that was set before him, he despised the shame. And, you know, and, you know he kept his eyes on that particular prize. And the word of God says he is now seated at the right hand of God, at the right hand of majesty. And so the aspect that I want us to look at today as we consider this issue of looking unto Jesus in finding this way, this truth, and this life, I want us to go into this next step, which is found in a few verses that I'm going to read, and then we shall delve deep into what we're going to be sharing on. And you listen carefully, you'll grasp what it is that I mean. John chapter 8 and verse 12, we begin with that verse. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Then in John chapter 12, verse 44 and uh, up to 46, he says the following words again. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. Then he says something interesting. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Verse, chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. The word of God, same John, chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. The word of God says, Then Jesus said unto them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons and adorn sons and daughters of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Then jump on to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. He again says, that is John speaking to us, he says, this is the message that which we have heard from him and we declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And finally, Luke chapter 11 verse 33 up to verse 36, he says this, that he's talking about the lamp of the body. He says, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lamp stand, that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. 
Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. Father, let your light shine upon us and upon your word as we break this bread of life that you've given unto us. May we grasp what you have got in store for us, even this day, in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God has clearly indicated unto us one wonderful aspect, and that is, as he says, that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Basically, it tells us clearly that in the whole world or in the whole universe, Jesus is the only light. And we know what the definition of darkness is. It says darkness is defined as the absence of light. Where there is no light, there is darkness. And then you ask yourself, why are we encouraged to look unto Jesus? Why this particular theme that we are having at this moment, looking unto Jesus, that hope, church, God is calling us to fix our eyes on Jesus, to fix our understanding. When he's talking about, he's just not talking of the physical eye. He's, he's talking of the, our understanding, to fix our understanding on Jesus, to focus our mind on Jesus. Our mind is like an eye. For us, it directs us which direction to be able to go. Fix our minds on Jesus. Our heart, where our divisions are made, that heart is like an eye for, uh, for us and our lives. He says, focus that particular heart onto the Lord Jesus Christ, not onto anything else or on, not onto anybody else. So the absence, he says, where there is the, he says, we are encouraged to look unto Jesus because the absence of Jesus equals to darkness. Where Jesus is not, darkness abides. If I, as a believer, turn away, every time we turn away from the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever that we are doing, that moment, there's something very interesting. If you are at night, all your curtains are drawn. There are no lights on the street, on the street, on the street, on the street outside. Just flip off the, the, the bulb, the switch of your bulb. Immediately you flip it off, you find darkness descend immediately upon the room or upon you. And that's essentially what happens in the spirit realm. Every time you and I, Turn away from Jesus. Every time we fail to focus on the Lord Jesus, we plunge into darkness immediately. 
regardless of who you are. That's why Ezekiel, there is a place where Ezekiel says some very interesting words unto the righteous. He speaks a very stern warning unto the righteous. And listen to what he says in chapter 33, chapter 33 of Ezekiel. It is a, a thought that has passed my mind. He says in chapter 33, verse 12, from verse 12, you, if one reads up to, say, verse, uh, verse 13, he says, Therefore, O son of man, say to the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous man shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall because of it in the day when he turns from his wickedness, nor shall the righteous be able to live because of his righteousness in the day that he sinned. When I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his own righteousness and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works shall be remembered. But because of the iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. But again, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. If he turns from his sin and does what is lawful and right, if the wicked restores the praise, gives back what he has stolen, and walks in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins which he has committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is lawful and right. He shall surely live. Yet the children of your people say the way of the Lord is not fair. But it is their way which is not fair. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall die because of it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is lawful and right, he shall live because of it. What is the scripture telling us? Every time we turn away from the light, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, in our action, in our mind, in the desires of our heart, in our emotion, every time we turn away from the Lord Jesus, we plunge into darkness. And that's why the scripture encourages you and I, don't lose heart. Fix your eyes. Fix your mind, fix your desires, fix your attention, fix your everything on the Lord Jesus Christ. The world abides in darkness. That is in the evil one. There is no light in the world as we know. Light is the only thing that overcomes darkness, if you realize. It's very interesting. Regardless of what man may try to up and down, there's only one thing that removes darkness, and that is light, nothing else. Meaning, likewise in the spirit realm, the darkness of the spirit can only be removed by the light of the spirit, and that light of the spirit is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's what we've been discussing on. We have been given a victory that overcomes the world. A victory that overcomes the darkness of this particular world. Because, as I said, without the light, we will not be able to see the way that Jesus is. Without this light, we will not be able to find the truth that Jesus is. Without this light, 
we will never be able to discover the life that Jesus is. And so he proclaims himself again. After saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, he again flips around and says, I am the light of the world. That is, come to me. You will be able to see the way, the truth, and the life, which I am. And you will find the abundant life that he has required of us. We may therefore say that faith, your faith and my faith, is an offspring of light. Faith emanates from the light. Hence, Jesus, the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. If we want our faith to increase, look intently on Jesus. Refuse to be distracted from this one special one, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, it follows. That is, as we come in union, as we come in union with the light, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, and basically, it means faith is birthed. Faith is born. Faith is conceived, and it is brought forth whole in your life and in my life. That is when you and I, when you and I, we merge or we believe we get in union with the light. It's just like when a, a female and a, a male come together, they will produce an offspring. Faith, therefore, is an offspring of you getting in union with the light. And that light is the Lord Jesus Christ. Quickly, there are some five aspects I would like us to look at with regard to this particular light. Number one, as Jesus says in that place, Jesus is the light of the world. That is in John chapter 8, verse 12, where he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have a light. When we look at nature, nature in general, all plants and all animals, all are drawn to the sun, human beings included. We are drawn to the light of the sun. We are drawn to the warmth of the sun. We are drawn to the visibility because in the light of the sun, we are able to see. So basically, in the light, we blossom. In the light, we grow. In the light, we rise upward. Basically, as the word of God has told us in that John chapter 12, verse 35 to 36, when Jesus says, a little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light. Let darkness overtake you. He who walks in, the, in darkness does not know where he is going. And he says, while you have the light, believe in the light. Why? Because light expels darkness. So basically, we have said faith is a, a, a child of faith is like an offspring of light and a union of light and your spirit. That is, as you come together, you produce faith. That is the faith that has been given unto us. So faith is like a torch. You know, the torch that shines in the darkness of the spirit world. Faith is, you know, the opening of the eyes of your understanding. As the eyes of your understanding are open, essentially what the Lord is saying is that, you know, that faith is ignited when the eyes of your understanding are open. And this is only made manifest 
when we are looking on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light switch that turns things around in you and in me. Faith is the compass in the middle of the darkness of the sea of life or the sea of confusion. That faith comes as a result of the light of Jesus flooding our spirit, flooding our heart. And that's why Hebrews 11, 6 says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. This particular pleasing God, walking, hand, walking with God, that is, as you look unto him, as I look unto him, faith is born and the ability for you and I to walk with God, to experience God, to know God, it starts to be made manifest in our life. Realize, in the darkness, very hateful creatures dwell. Demons that harass many abide in the darkness, always. But when we look at the Lord Jesus Christ, light will flood our spirits. And as light floods in our spirits, there's somewhere where the Lord says, that the angels of God ascend and descend upon the Son, upon the Son of Man, ministering unto Him. So as we look unto Jesus, who is in our lives, who has become Lord and Savior of our very being, that particular ladder that ascends to heaven is opened unto us. The angels of God will ascend and descend. That is the angels of light. They will come and minister unto us. We will know peace and joy. We will know restoration because the faith to appropriate the promises of God is somehow born and realized in us as we look unto the Lord Jesus. Remember what he says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. How do we get to call on him? We get to call on him because as you look, at him, as you look on him, you come to discover the reason why you need to call upon him. Remember Peter when he was sinking, as he was sinking into that particular sea or the, the Sea of Tiberias or, or the Sea of Galilee because of the storm. It is because he looked and he fixed his eyes on Jesus, he could be able to call out unto him and declare, save me, O Lord. You and I, the same applies unto us. If ever the victory, our faith is to be increased, it is as we focus our mind, we focus our understanding, we focus our emotions, we focus our desires on the Lord Jesus Christ. How, you know, it, it, sometimes we may not understand how you focus on him, but just keep on calling on him. He says, whoever calls on this name, as you call on him, you will see the need that you have got inside him, and that opens you to the blessing that God has availed unto us. He tells us in chapter 12, verse 44, and up to 46, if you read that one, when he, he talks of a little, when he says, he who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me, and he who sees me, sees him who sent me. To believe on Jesus means you must be able to see him. And to see Jesus, you must be able to look on him. You will not see him unless you look on him. 
and to look on him as we have said it is an aspect of our understanding our mind our heart our emotions being fixed on him so to abide in darkness is to abide in ignorance to abide in confusion to stand in deceit to stand in the place of a lie but when you look on the lord jesus ignorance is removed confusion will be removed the lie or the deceit that some illusions that sometimes we crowd our lives with all these are removed and the light shines in us jesus is the light of the world look unto him let me look unto him our lives are going to change number 2 the lamp of the body as i'm looking at the faith our faith as the lamp of the body the lamp of your life the lamp of my life the lamp of hope community church and that lamp is in the lord jesus christ as the word of god has told us there that no one when he has lit a lamp that is in luke chapter 11:33-36 he says no one who has lit a lamp puts it in a secret place or under a basket but on a lamp stand that those who come in may see the light and then he says the lamp of the body is the eye therefore when your eye is good your whole body is full of light but when your lamp is bad your body will be full of darkness therefore take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness all of us know about the moon the moon the side of the moon that does not face the sun remains in darkness it continues to roll across the earth it goes to swing across the earth you know but it remains it is kept away from the sun that side it does not see the light of the sun we only manage to see around 59% of the moon but it's because of the gravity of the earth it pulls the moon in such a way that the moon is not able to rotate around to be able to face the other side of the sun so that side dark side is held held looking on the dark side but the side that faces the sun reflects the light back to the earth similarly for you and i when we look on the lord jesus our when we when we look unless that is unless we look on the lord jesus christ our faith shrinks and our lives become darkness i repeat every time we face we fail to look on the lord jesus we allow the things of the world to hold us the way the earth has held the moon in such a position that the other side of the moon is unable to face the sun that's what happens with us when we start associating ourselves with the things and with the allurements of the world the world holds us in a certain position our backs facing the lord such that our eyes end up being attached onto the things of the world and away from the lord jesus christ and as a result our our faith shrinks because there is no more union there's no more union with the light faith is only born when it sees what it is that it believes it has got to see the light that is jesus and that light in the darkness brings clarity and direction in our lives so the question we ask is that you know we need to discover our identity we don't know what is on the other side of the moon why because it is in darkness we likewise will need to discover our identity 
We'll miss to know where we are at at any one particular time. And we fail to know where we are going. That is, we are not, we don't have the way, the truth, and the light because light is missing. Have you realized when you enter into a bright room, let us use the normal examples that we have. Initially, when you enter into a bright room, and they say you have come from a place where your eyes were blindfolded. You have opened into a room that is very bright. Initially, all you see is light. It is so bright that you cannot see anything. But after some time, as you get accustomed to the light, you start seeing, you know, the things start forming before you. Well, you can see the table. You can see who else is in the room because the eyes are starting to get accustomed to what you are seeing. When you look unto Jesus long enough, he is very bright. Sometimes he floods our eyes with so much brightness, we cannot see anything. And sometimes some people shrink away from that particular brightness. They would rather go back into the darkness where they were. But you and I, if we will only choose to abide and stick long enough in that place, the thoughts that he has concerning you will start to form before your very eyes. And you find that as you look at him, you discover his thoughts and his words are the same. And his word never returns to him void. So he's encouraging you and I, look unto this living word that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will discover what we are supposed to be. The fullness that he has purposed for us. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the word of God says, And we all, who uh, with unveiled faces, contemplate the glory of God, or the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That is, as we contemplate on the one on whom we look, that is the Lord Jesus, the word of God says we are changed from glory to glory by his spirit. That is, as you linger, you linger in that place, looking unto him, you know, forcing your emotions not to lose way into anger, into the lusts of the flesh, into the things of this world, forcing, bringing everything, harnessing everything to look towards the Lord Jesus, our minds our desires, our heart. When others are running after this and after that, you are determining, I want to understand this Jesus. Why is he life? And that's why we have started reading the book of Mark yet once again, so that we may grasp, at least, we may get to a test to really understand this Jesus Christ. And, as, you know, we look, we look at it as, on this aspect, remember Mary. Mary, when she met the angel, Gabriel, and the angel told her that, you know, that you're going to have a powerful experience. Something happened to Mary. He, he, the Lord simply told her, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and you, you know, will overshadow you and something will be conceived in you. Mary did not do anything. She did not go in to look for a man. So that she may be able to, she may be able to get maybe a child in a home. 
She just relaxed and said, okay, let it be unto me according to what you're saying. She focused on that word. And the spirit came and fulfilled what the word had spoken. When you look on the Lord Jesus, that's why I tell you once again, go back into the gospel. Read about him and think over everything that Jesus did, Jesus said, Jesus, every interaction. Jog your mind to see what did he really imply in these things that he said. You discover a secret. That is, have you ever seen the photocopying machine or the scanner? When you put the paper to pass through, the paper doesn't do anything. The paper just lies there and passes through. And somehow the image that is supposed to be put on that particular paper is applied on that particular paper somehow. It, the, paper just, the work of the paper is to pass through and yield to the pulling and the wooing of the machine. That's what the Lord is looking for in you and in me. May we submit ourselves unto him. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus. It is the only way to increase your faith. We go praying, oh, Father, increase our faith, increase our faith. The only way to increase your faith and my faith is look unto him. Be still in his presence. And as you are still, just like the paper, the paper in the machine is still and it is pulled along. That's how the Spirit wants you to be still in his presence, in your emotions, in your desires. As you look at him, gaze at him, he will do what he needs to do. Your image, when you stand in front of a mirror, the image in your mirror remains there as long as you continue to stand in front of the mirror. The moment you step away from the mirror, the image disappears. We read this final verse in James chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. James said, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man or woman he was. That is, the moment you step away from the mirror, the image disappears. What is the Lord telling us? He's telling us exactly the same thing, that we are his image. We are made to reflect him. As long as we are before him and he is before us, his image is formed in us. But at any moment we turn away from him, his image disappears from this particular mirror that is supposed to mirror him. It will mirror whatever else we look at. I encourage you, my brother and my sister, look onto Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. The moment God is out of our sight, similarly, his image ceases to be also in, in us. In finishing, many trees in the forest are stunted for lack of reaching above the canopy because the bigger trees, they cover them and they don't allow them to pass through. They miss the full sunlight to reach unto them. And the same is happening even in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord is requiring of you and of me, break through, force your way upward, push aside everything that 
hinder, determine to see the true light for yourself. Come out from under the shadows of other men and women. Expose yourself to the real light. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Hunger and desire him and him above everything else. You can see the light of others to help you. Oh, they pass through there, but determine I also must pass through so that I can experience the light myself. Stop walking in the light of another man or in the light of another woman. He says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Expose yourself to the real light and you will walk in it. And when you expose yourself to that real light in your emotion, in your desire, in your heart, in your mind, in your physical eyes, where you place your eyes, where you place your ears, the light shines in every place. I can promise you, my brother and my sister, you will go places. You will reach places that you have never imagined. And that is one thing that ask yourself, that is how long are we going you know, to be, to, be, to be hearing you saying always that, you know, the man of God says, the woman of God says, so and so says, so and so says. Uh, the question that the Lord is asking you and asking me is, when shall we hear from your own lips, thus says the Lord? We have shared only two aspects of that aspect, but God willing, we shall share the, the other three next time when the Lord grants us time to be together. So remember, Jesus is the light. And remember, the lamp of your body is your faith. You must ignite it. You must focus it on that light that is Jesus. It will brighten. You will go places for the glory of God. Father, we bless you and we thank you because Jesus is the light of the world. And Jesus, you have birthed faith in us. And as we look unto you, this faith will blossom, it will glow, and it will become vibrant. It will change our life. It will change our family. It will change our community. It will change our nation because we look unto you, Lord Jesus. And because you reflect that faith in us, which emanates from you, O Son of God. So help every one of us that this shall be the experience of us for the glory of your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And maybe you are there and you have not known this Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have not started to look unto him. Or maybe you have turned away from him and decided no longer to look at him. You are plunged back into darkness. Today the Lord calls you back home. Look unto me, son. Look unto me, my daughter. You will find life. You will find the victory that will overcome what you have been facing. Just pray this prayer after me, and the Lord will do the miracle in your life. Just declare, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the knowledge that Jesus is the light of the world. Thank you for the knowledge that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I come unto you, Lord Jesus, just as I am. Oh Lord, place me in yourself, accept me, forgive my sins, 
let me be yours that I may abide in the light. I believe in you, Son of God. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God has raised you, Jesus, from the dead. You are Lord, and you become my Lord today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.